0: Welcome back to the Cyber Sector 7 podcast. I am your host, Kyle Reese, and welcome to the very first episode of the new year. It is 2022. Uh, I am recording this uh, January 2nd, Sunday night. i believe it's the second um sunday night i'm kind of losing track of time work's been crazy because it's the holidays um and the holidays are finally over and this episode going to be a little bit different. This year I am focusing on a new form factor and a new style of podcast where half of the episode is going to be just like it usually is and then the last half I will be going over news stories. I have quite a few news stories in, in the latest cybersecurity, tech, and OSINT field to talk to you guys about and give you guys some advice and go over and report for you guys. So stay tuned and here we go. all right we are back back to the new year that's another barks root beer I am addicted to these things and they are my wife's favorite root beer and I love root beer so we had to uh, mix there a little bit and come to terms that this is going to be the root beer for us at the house good stuff though very good stuff i hope everyone's year was great i hope everyone had a great holiday i hope everybody had a nice vacation hopefully you got some time off from work if you work um if you don't work then uh hope you're paying the bills um or maybe you're in school but i hope whatever happened you know i hope you guys had a great holiday um, we got a lot of a lot of great stuff going on this year and I decided to kind of rearrange the way I script out these episodes. Um, yes, I'm still going to kind of be free talking this and going off some just basic bullet points but I kind of reordered everything so you know the beginning of the episode is going to be just like it always has been. nothing's changing like that we're still gonna have lots of topics to talk about um, but the uh, the second, half of the episode, and or towards the end we're going to start talking about more news in, in this niche. Um, but today's episode is a little bit different, and we are going to be talking, or our main topic is Finding hacks, finding communities, finding tips, finding tricks, and where to go to find hackers and find people to engage with and like minded people to learn from. You know, I don't, I, no matter what, uh, what stage in this niche you're at, no matter what level of, of knowledge you're at, you know, you can always learn from somebody. And starting out getting into this, for the beginner, it's important to be able to know where to go look. So, I have put together a whole list of resources for you guys to go to and find other like minded people in the community to engage with, to learn from, to maybe publish your work, and uh, to find maybe vulnerabilities, stay up to date on everything, stay up to date on new methods. And, uh, you know, I really decided that this is something that I don't see talked about very often. So why not, why not go ahead and give it a go, some of these are a little bit different than what most people would tell you to go, and most, what most, where most people would tell you to go, um, but this is just what's worked for me, um, if you guys at any point in this episode feel like there's a better place to go, feel free to shoot me a DM, or email me, or whatever it may be, and I will hopefully get back to you, I don't Always get back to all of my emails. Um, You guys do have to remember, I do stay pretty busy, but the best place to reach out to me is on Discord and Instagram. That is the best place to reach out to me. If you'd like to get in contact with me or maybe talk about some of these bullet points, uh, go right ahead and shoot me a DM or join my Discord server. The link will be in the description of this episode. Uh, But before you do join that Discord server, man, I'm going on a tangent today, Uh, make sure you're running it in a VM and you are most likely, uh, I hope, routing everything over Tor and over a VPN. That would be smart. Uh, Discord's not the safest about that stuff, so just be like-minded about it, be safe about it. Um, I don't like to use Discord as much as we do, but I'm not gonna bring all of you guys on Matrix and ask all of my community come on Matrix, because I'm not just I'm just not gonna do that. It's it's a bit more of a learning curve for a lot of you, especially you beginners. Um if you'd like me to start a Matrix server though, I would be more than open to do that. But let's go ahead and get started with this. Places I, I kind of call this one uh, places where hackers hang. I guess that's gonna be the title of this episode and how to find them. The first one, and probably the Easiest one to stay up to date on all the news and everything that goes on is going to be Twitter. Uh, Twitter, I know, it's, it's so underground, right? It's so hidden, it's just, you can't find it ever. But no, honestly though, Twitter is a great place. There's a lot of great people on there. If you can get past all the drama and the shit show that is Twitter, um... Twitter has a lot of great like-minded people on there that are always talking about their work and publishing articles and sending links to articles and engaging with one another and working on things together and keeping up with everything. So Twitter is one of those places where it is great. Um, uh, On a side note, while I'm giving you this list, I'm not going to be giving any specific accounts because it may be different for everybody. Uh, Your niche in this may be completely different than mine, but that's a great place to find other like-minded hackers. Um, YouTube is another great one, especially down in the comment section. find a lot of great people. Um, And you can learn a lot from YouTube. That's where a lot of us uh, publish our work is YouTube. I have several videos up on YouTube. Not much, but hopefully this year I'll get some serious stuff going on on YouTube for you guys. But YouTube is a great place to find other hackers and, and meet with people and really get to know people, learn to work on projects with one another, and pick up some new skills. Another great one that I spend a lot of time on um, asking questions myself and learning from other people and answering questions and doing what I can for communities is Reddit. Reddit is a wonderful place to go, and I spend, I have spent personally a lot of time there, and I just started a subreddit, I think not for this show, but for another project I'm working on, the US Ocean project. Um, it's not public yet, but it's out there. I am working on that. Uh, But yeah, Reddit's a great place to meet other like-minded people and just kind of engage with people and work on articles or work on just hacks, tricks, vulnerabilities, talk about those kinds of things, debate with those kinds of things. Uh, Maybe you're building, you're working on a project together. You can have communities there where you can all work together. Uh, Another one that's somewhat similar to Reddit, and I know you guys are going to. Some of you are going to get mad that I even would, Think this is somewhat similar to Reddit, but uh, Discord, another great place to get into some really good communities and work with one another and meet tons of wonderful, wonderful people. Um, if you don't have a place to start or any great servers to start, you can always join my Discord server. The link will be in the in the description, and we have some we have some great people there. And I could even direct you to some other Discord servers that will probably give you way more than i can but uh in these discord servers though um and it's where i get a lot of my personally a lot of my tips tricks and hacks you can the hacking white hat of course themed discord servers a lot of times have dedicated channels for tips and tricks and projects and things like that so you can go engage and work with other like-minded people on amazing projects together um Another one, and I, I've already mentioned Matrix, but old school IRC. You could always hop on IRC with people. I'd be careful doing that these days, but um, you know, it's, it's a little old school now. It, I'm not saying people don't do it. People do still do it. It's just not as big as it once was, but IRC, totally a great way to go. You can always hop on there. There are tons of great channels. Um, the Hack5 channel is a great channel if you ever want to hop on that. I don't know if it's still up, but... A while ago it was. It's been a long time since I hopped on IRC, but uh, that's that's another great one you can go to. Um, like Twitter, you have Mastodon, which is, in my opinion, a more decentralized version of Twitter. Uh, it's decentralized open source communities just like Twitter and there are tons of great hackers and like-minded very intelligent people on Mastodon um, but like any social media it can be a bit of a, a hellhole there so just be careful um, another thing you can always kind of look for especially when you're looking for other hackers trying to engage with people um, hashtags are always great places to go so uh, I have a ton of hashtags on my Twitter you can always check some of those out tons of hashtags on my Instagram you can always go check some of those out but uh, things like hashtag hack hashtag hacked uh, hashtag Linux the Linux community Um, hashtag programming or Python there's tons of things just think of some keywords join in there and eventually you'll meet other like-minded people you'll see different creators publishing their work talking about the different things they are working on and you can really learn a lot from things like that, so uh, that's another way and another place you can go to learn. Um, here's one that I don't ever hear talked about. I, I'm sure someone's talked about it, but I've personally never heard it talked about to go to to learn and get resources and meet different, like minded people uh, instructables. I am on Instructables all the time pulling different schematics and all sorts of how-tos and things like that. People post a lot of their work here and a lot of times it's completely for free and you can just get it and you can learn from it and you can kind of see the process of the creator and you can just have a blast with this stuff and in the comments you can always meet like-minded people and talk about different things and get help with your problems if you have them, or even help other people with their problems meeting tons of very smart hackers and other things like that other people like that um now this wouldn't even be a list without this next one and a lot of the these next four or five really um wouldn't even be a list for places to go find hackers uh github github is a great place great community I I excuse me I posted myself quite a few projects there a while ago um, I think I've taken most of them down now just because they were older stuff and I, I some stuff I don't want out there but GitHub's a great place to go and get different tools engage with different people help work on different projects with people. And a lot of these remember tie in with one another so even on discord you can tie in your github account and be working with different people on the same project through discord and github I see that very often and it's very fun to do working on tons of different projects with different people which is learning and meeting and and that to me is one of the best lists on, or one of the best resources on this list um, and xda is another another great one it's not it's somewhat similar to github but it's more of a forum um and speaking of forums there are tons of forums out there you guys can go to uh one of them is raid forums be careful on raid forums though because there is some illegal content that goes on there so i don't encourage anybody to break the law but things like xda raid forums you can meet tons of people in different communities there And uh, XDA even is really big on the Android hacking scene. So if that's your thing, XDA might be for you. Um, Another thing you can always do is check comment sections and don't be afraid to reach out to people. A lot of people just go to some of these resources and just kinda scroll and try to read stuff and get get some information and they don't take it any further. You can go into comment sections on Reddit or Twitter, Instagram, uh, Instructables, Github, XDA, any kind of forum, reach out to people, ask them, hey, would you like to work together sometime on something? Or hey, you know, I'm having some problems with this, uh, would you mind giving me some pointers? that's always a great thing to do. Of course, don't don't be rude about your questions, but if you have genuine questions, the, the hacker community is always here to help you. We're always here to help try to figure out a way to solve your problems, and if, if we can't, we can help you find someone that can. That's just what we're all about. the The last piece I have on this list, and then I want to talk about a few other things here, is publish your work somewhere, and people will come. What, what you could always do is start a blog, uh, GitHub, XDA, forums. When you're working on something, and let's say uh, you want to track your progress, publish it somewhere. Open source it, and people will come and engage with you if they find it. And they will, a lot of times, be able to help you push it further. Uh, you'll meet tons of great people, probably be invited to tons of different servers, and just have fun, and make all these connections and network. And so that's that's another thing you can do. Um, but we're going to talk about now, I want to talk about, I mentioned don't be afraid to reach out. I want to talk about some hacker etiquette. As we're going into the new year and you're going to be reaching out to different people and you're going to be learning and going to all these different places to learn and places to get information and hopefully by the end of the year you'll be an even better hacker than you are now. You will have learned so much. But let's talk about etiquette. Don't ask people to, let's say, hack your Instagram account or hack someone else's Instagram account. Don't don't give off that kind of script kiddish behavior. Um, if you have a genuine question, go ahead, ask it. We can engage. We'll have fun with it. We'll try to solve the problem. But don't ask people to break the law for you. You know, if that's something you want to do, keep it to yourself. I don't encourage it. I don't tolerate it. But if you, once you're reaching out to people like that, don't don't give off script kittyish behavior. Give off green hat behavior. Hold your hat in your hand and just be humble about it. Have fun with it. Don't be rude. Don't be a douchebag. Nothing like that. Just be a nice person. Make the community a better place. The best thing you can do is leave the community a better place than where you found it. And so when you come in, you have questions, or you're working on something, or maybe you're just trying to share your information, you're trying to find a place to share it in this list, Um, just make sure you're nice about it. You're considerate about it. You're considerate of others. Don't be rude. If someone critiques something you're working on, don't just immediately jump guns blazing and be like, well, you just don't do this, or, well, you did it wrong. Just be like, oh, well, have you tried doing it this way? Or, oh, I didn't even see it from that point of view, thank you. Always ask the opinion of others because people critiquing your work and helping you with it isn't always a bad thing. It's called constructive criticism. And in our community, that is a huge thing because we work together to build a great community and to, to push freedom of information. So when, when you're rude in the community, that makes the community look bad. And that can t- kind of turn into gatekeeperish behavior. And that's really a problem as the hacker community that we've had, especially rising very rampantly in these past few years, is that gatekeeper-ish, uh, douchebag behavior. I'm going to excuse my language there, but it's just the truth. Um, so we're going to go ahead and take a quick ad break, and then we're going to get on to the news. We will be right back. <laughs> Right, welcome to the news. This is our first time doing this, and I am going to be giving us weekly uh, different news stories from different niches in the cybersecurity and tech and privacy and OSINT and hacktivism sectors. So I'll be talking about all sorts of things when it comes to cybersecurity and hacktivism. So we don't have a whole lot. Well, I could talk for days about cybersecurity news, but I'm not, going to talk about, I'm not going to talk your ear off today, um, but there's a few things I would like to highlight. The first thing I'd like to highlight, um, and by the way, all of my links to all any article or anywhere I got my information from is going to be right down in the description. Um, but Wired Magazine published an article recently, Transparency Laws Give Criminals Information to the Public. Let's break that down because I've heard that talked about in a few different places and I would like to kinda break that down for you guys. Essentially what's happening is corrections facilities and county jails, uh, if they have an online portal that you can search that information, or if they have their data for for any sort of criminal infraction, online anywhere a lot of times they sell that data or it gets scraped by different people search sites because at that moment that is now considered public data because you're arrested so it's going to be out there forever somewhere in the web Um, it oftentimes can be kind of hard to dig up but these people search sites they're fast and they scrape it right up but because they're people search sites and they offer just public information they're not Technically, background checks are not official background checks—they—they uh, they can fall a lot of times in a transparent area of the law. They—they they aren't really heavy, heavily federally regulated, so they just have this information and it can be out there forever. The problem with it is now, on one hand, if someone's a sex offender, right? Um, and they get taken off the registry, and they get expunged, but, you know, everybody knows they did it, it's a great thing that their information is now always out there. So that way we can protect our children, and we can protect ourselves, okay? Because if, if you've done that, then you're just a sick person. But at the same time, if you get picked up for a DUI, if you're in the United States, I don't, I don't know how it is in other countries, but that's driving under the influence, um, of alcohol or drugs or anything like that, if you get picked up for a DUI or you're wrongfully arrested and then they expunge your record and they're like, oh, you were wrongfully arrested, it is what it is, we will expunge your record and you're good to go, you're free, um, you'll never be charged for it. A lot of times what that can mean is now, even though you've you're clear to go, you've never broke the law, your information is now on the internet and you can't get rid of it. It'll permanently be out there. So it's a bit of, for for the OSINT side of things, when I'm looking into people and I'm looking for people, that's great. If you're in the OSINT side of things, that is wonderful, and I'm sure that is just absolutely great because now you're getting even more information for your targets. However, if you're not on the OSINT side of things and you're trying to stay private, Being arrested for anything or even sometimes being pulled over can now cause your information to be leaked to the public and you could be doxxed or stalked or just a number of things. So it's something I feel like as the United States, we need to handle this. We need to get on top of people search sites and data broker sites that buy this data up and scrape this data all the time, Um, but we also need to get on top of our county corrections facilities and our county jails and our county police stations and be you know we need to get on top of that if they're going to be let go should there be a set period of time before that information can be released to the public or even be online who's to say we're going to follow this case though we're going to follow this story for quite a while until something happens. I'm going to keep all of you up to date on that. I'm even adding a little star next to my notes so that way I can keep us all up to date on the story. Our next story, though, is the first bug of the year, and it is now being called, uh, less than 36 hours ago, the first bug of the year is called Y2K2022. Hold on. That is a tongue twister. Y2K2022. And essentially, from my understanding, um, it is a integer or variable glitch where the the integer. I think it's on the link is in the description, and I'm I'm reading it as I'm talking to you here. Um, but the n32 variable to store the value of the date in 2020, 20, or 2022. I know I'm confusing you. I'm confusing myself. All of these numbers are in my head it's driving me crazy um but anyway it wasn't big enough to store the date 2022 so it's brought microsoft exchange servers to a halt and this is in microsoft mail server 2013 or the exchange server 2013 for microsoft mail and it has brought the flow of email a bit kind of kind of to a halt and it's really slowed it down and they're working on it now. Um, There are some great resources online that you can even watch this yourself, but it's a simple math error. And hopefully they'll have this back up and running before you are listening to this episode because it'll be Monday when this episode comes out and I know a lot of you will be back at work and unable to receive your emails on Microsoft Exchange if they do not get on top of this glitch soon. This is the first bug we've had this year though and it is now considered the Y2K 2022 glitch. Similar to the Y2K bug that everyone was freaking out about that they thought all of our systems would come to a halt. Um, this is kind of that, in a way, but 22 years late. Um, I think it's kind of funny that they didn't see this coming, but it is what it is, and it's kind of an interesting bug here. Uh, it's, it's our first bug of the year, and let's give it a moment of silence. And a clap. The next piece of news that we have is a very interesting one and something I've personally been following for a while and would love to keep you guys up to date on. The U.S. wins its appeal to allow Julian Assange's extradition. So the first step has been taken to get Julian Assange extradited to the U.S. Whether you agree with it or not, he stood for freedom of speech, freedom of press, and a lot of our freedoms we have today. If you don't know who Julian Assange is, he was the founder of Wikileaks where he set up a website where whistleblowers can come and release classified documents. He just published them and allowed major news companies to get a hold of them and make stories and let the people see really what's going on in the world. It was a whistleblowing site and he has been in in different countries just traveling and hiding and then he's been arrested currently, I want to say in the UK. Um and he has been a suicide risk, but the U.S. finally won the appeal to allow him to come to America for extradition, so he'll face cybercrime charges here. And some of the charges they're going to get him on are so old now, and I honestly think they are just trying to make a bit of an example out of him. It's kind of sad to say, but this is what we've come to, and they are really trying to make a martyr out of him. And they need to be careful because if they're if they're going to just throw him away under the jail and throw away the key, they're going to turn him into a martyr, and then more are going to rise up in his defense. Um, so, however they handle this situation, they're already in some sticky mud here. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see what exactly happens when he does get extradited to the U.S. If he does get extradited to the U.S., I know he was. It was just appealed, and that's kind of what we're talking about now. The next piece of news we have is four hundred and forty-one thousand accounts stolen by the Redline malware has just been added to Have I Been Pwned. So, a independent researcher, Bob Dychenko, I'm probably butchering that name, um, came across the Redline Stealer or redline stealer malware logs with more than 6 million records that were being exposed online publicly. It's been taken down now, but 441,000 of those logs have been added to Have I Been Pwned? So we got some more data to search. I guess now it's breach data. Um, Trying to get my hands on that now to add to my own collection of breach data. But just so you know, it's out there, and if you have been affected by the red line stealer logs, then you're most likely, your data is probably out there now. Um, thought I'd let you guys know and keep you up to date on the bre- on some breach data and some of our latest breaches. This next piece is from uh, thehackernews.com. Uh, I found a pretty interesting one, and I would always love to add these little interesting ones as our last little piece of news article um so spider-man no way home is out now i'm not about to spoil this i promise but i thought i would let everybody know that pirated downloads have been known to contain crypto mining malware and i found that very interesting i'll be leaving a link to that down below but remember guys if you're gonna pirate a movie. just know that you're breaking the law, first of all, and I don't condone, condone any of that, any pirated software or movies or anything like that, although I do believe in freedom of information, so let that speak for you. Um, but on my podcast, I have to tell you that I do not condone any sort of behavior like that. But remember, if you're going to be torrenting shady files, use an antivirus, scan it, run it in a VM, uh... Sniff it. Sniff everything in it. Open it all up. Look for odd files. Don't download it to begin with. If it's a movie that just came out and they're promising, yeah, we have a whole pirated copy already and it's not even out digitally yet, uh, it's probably got something attached to it. Um, and they're probably most likely going to be mining cryptocurrency on your machine. Uh, I thought that was interesting though, so just be careful. Don't go out Downloading all sorts of random movies and stuff right when it comes out because nine times out of ten it's going to have something connected to it or hidden in it and something malicious on it and now your computer is compromised because you wanted to watch Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, but I understand if you're trying to stay home and not go to the movie theaters because um, the happening that shall not be named because this whole... Setup will be demonetized is getting rampant right now. So the old C bug going around is getting pretty bad. So just if I were you, if you don't want to go to the news, just don't get on social media. Don't let anybody ruin it for you, and just wait till it comes out digitally. I'm Kyle Reese. This has been a great show. I hope you guys have liked this this new form factor I'm doing for you guys. Um, as always, if you would like to join me or my Discord, links down in the description. Um, if you would like to reach out to a sponsor of the show, uh, you can DM me on any major social media or send me an email there. And for that, I am out.